Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. January. January. If you're just joining us, you missed an hour. We start at nine now. Nine to one are our show hours. But if you mean if that means that you miss part of the show, you can always, always listen on demand. You can go to KFIAM640.com and you can find our podcast. You can also find a podcast uh, anywhere else. You listen to a wonderful and one and brilliant great podcast. Again. Did you just the use the word wonderful and brilliant? Well, who are you referring is, to? Wonderful is the word I'm not supposed to say anymore. That's supposed to be my New Year's resolution. My wife has a list of six or seven words that she is trying not to use. Really? Yeah. Because of overuse? The F's and the B's and the S's and the C's. And the MF's. And the MF's. And the CS. U.S. The YCS. YCS. Oh. You. You get that? No. My husband would hit me. No, That's not true. He wouldn't hit me. That is not He'd, it's he'd not nice to make fun of domestic violence. Politely grab your elbow and escort <laughs> you to the door. U.S. flights slowly resuming departures. Ground stop lifted after the FAA scrambled to fix the system outage overnight, forced a halt to all U.S. departing flights since the first time since 9/11 in our memory. Uh, this was a flight system that would alert pilots to safety issues. If uh, you know the the runway lights weren't working at LAX or you know severe weather, things of that nature. Russia is saying it's going to send an empty Soyuz spacecraft to the International Space Station to bring three astronauts back to Earth. This is going to replace the damaged Soyuz capsule that is currently docked on the ISS. The move is going to have to extend the stay in space of three people currently up there. Sergei Prokopiev, Dmitry Bitelin of Russia, and then Frank Rubio of NASA. They were supposed to return in that damaged Soyuz. The damaged one's going to be popped off. They're going to return it to Earth empty. The Soyuz right now is the only thing that they, the only spacecraft that they use to get to the ISS. And if you remember, in the middle of last month, there was a, a weird spray of white particles that started coming out of the Soyuz. They figured out that it was a, a coolant that was leaking. Uh, Houston, we have a big, big problem. So they're going to, they're going to at least delay. But we know that Russia is going to. Do the rescue. An attacker wounded six people during morning rush hour in one of Paris's busiest train stations before being shot and wounded by police. Apparently he had some sort of knife, bladed weapon they're calling it, attacked several people, including a police officer during that rush hour. The uh, assailant between life and death is how they describe it. It was shot in the chest. Well, it is raining once again in parts of Northern California, basically from, I want to say, Salinas up through the uh, the Oregon border. All of those places, San Francisco, Sacramento, Chico, Redding, they're all getting more and more rain today after they had pretty much a, a break yesterday like we did. Now, the weather that we've seen over the course of, say, the last two weeks in California is not what they call unprecedented. It is just rain, and it is a wet winter. That's what's going on. Now, it's heavy in some places, 
But for people to suggest that they've never seen mudslides before or they've never seen flooding in parts of Northern California or that the Russian River being seven feet over flood stage is somehow new, it's because we all have very short memories. This, I grew up in the North Bay listening to people from Healdsburg and Jenner and the Geyserville yeah. all move out every winter because they had flooding right. along the Russian River. It's not a new thing. No. It's it's unusual. It's a hassle. It's it's damaging. It's potentially deadly, but it is not a new thing. And that's the that's kind of frustrating about all of this. But this that, this stream, this atmospheric river, has caused a lot of very deadly situations. At least now, at least seventeen people have died in these storms across the last two weeks. It's part it's part of this like victim victimization of society. This uh, victimhood of oh my goodness, it's well, the worst, and I have this and. You know, labeling everything as a condition. It's the first time it's, being and it's never been this bad. Yeah. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres yesterday, and I, I understand she's concerned, but A, she was doing her video in her backyard. If you saw Montecito Creek running behind her, um, she was ignoring the evacuation order for one thing. She starts her video by saying the entire town of Montecito had been ordered evacuated. B, she says that it's happening, uh, this unprecedented rain is literally happening on the anniversary of the mudslides, which was brought on by unprecedented rain. I, I get anyway. I just, I just want people to be aware that there has been a life before them, and there will be one. We hope <laughs> after them. Well, I made light of the fact that SoFi leaks when we talked about the national championship game because yeah. when I was at the Chargers-Rams game and it was raining, you know, there's openings on both sides of that stadium and the rain was blown through those openings and onto the seats, onto the field, and the and the, the roof is leaky. The roof is leaky. Uh, SoFi Stadium getting an F for its performance in the rain. A lot of people going to that uh, national championship game and uh, actually getting injured because the floors there and the concourses are very slick they're just like a stone flooring and uh when when that gets wet people are slipping and falling had to be taken out on stretchers and search oper uh, operations resuming along the central coast today it's still just heartbreaking about that little boy um swept away into the deadly floodwaters in san marcos creek there near san miguel five-year-old kyle doan I know exactly where that spot is. I know exactly where he was swept into the river. The San Marcos River then uh, empties into the Salinas River. And I've crossed that crossing. I, I crossed that crossing multiple times. There's a road that goes across the San Marcos Creek at grade. I mean, it's at the basic level of the bottom of the creek. It's just that it's almost never running. It's one of those that's a seasonal creek that uh, you can go for months and never see a drop of water in that place. And it took him and his mom apparently by surprise as they were headed to work on uh, on Monday morning. So Gavin Newsom unveiled a budget proposal yesterday that includes significant cuts. We had a huge surplus in the budget last year. And because government does not know how to budget or spend money, more importantly, save money, they blew it all. And now we've got a big deficit. And Gavin Newsom made a big dog and pony show out of slashing what? Climate investments. Before we get into it, take a wild stab at how long the news conference was yesterday. 37 minutes. Two hours and 11 what? minutes. Wow. <laughs> really? Two hours and 11 minutes. You know, when I was a reporter and I would go to that room 
was it 1090? 1510 15, or something. 15, I don't remember. 11.50. 11.50. 11.50. And you'd go in Sacramento and you'd go to this room. And the governor would put on this big dog and pony show, particularly when it came to the budget. And I kind of did this throughout my reporting career, uh, carried it down to, to L.A. as well. As I, I get two sound bites and I cut out. I'm not going to sit there and listen to them blather on and on and on. And then the the reporters who are all self-important ask the weedy questions to sound intelligent to right. the mayor or the, the governor. It's such an exercise in Fluffery. tedium. Fluffery. Fluffery. No, you're no, you're better. It's no, you're just better. ridiculous. That's but a, this that's is a great question, Cheryl. Uh, exactly. Uh, so this sounds like it was one of those things where everyone just wanted to hear their own voices. But the reason I say it's proof he's running for president is because he did go after climate investments. And what's important to the far left climate change? I mean, you've been hit over the head with it uh, in the past two days, right? Um, That the reason we're having these rains is because everything's getting wetter, it's getting hotter, it's getting wetter. Um, It's not uh, getting wetter, as we've detailed. It was just uh, as wet in 1982 when your family friend Dennis realized that your birthday was ruined from the Great Flood and made you a birthday cake. You'll remember that cake. I mean, that was 40, 42 years ago. We just say 40 plus now in my house. We say 40 plus. Anyway, the fact that he's going after climate investments, um, (laughs) old, forty plus. (laughs) Um, The fact that he's going after climate investments to me is a nod to the more moderate Democrats that you're going to find in places like Ohio. Yeah, he said yesterday, and he in the midst of the two hour and eleven minute news conference. We're in the middle. uh, We are in a very volatile moment, uh, and and the budget will be revised in May. We talked about that uh, yesterday. This is the proposal. The revision in May is really the one that gets the attention and is the one that everybody debates about before they actually approve a budget, hopefully by the middle of June. He says uh, May is when we see more clarity, but he emphasized that the climate initiatives, for the most part, are not really – Touched, he says, he uses the word unscathed uh, in this proposal, will continue to do more than any other state in America and no significant impact on this budget. Wildfires, drought and floods, all the climate bucket, he said. Nevertheless, the budget proposal maintains just 48 billion, 48 billion dollars in climate investments over the next five years. That's smaller than last year's budget allocation of 54 billion. He can do both things here, right? I mean, going forward, when he announces that he's going to run for president, he's going to try to make it sound as if he is playing both sides. And that's a great that's a great observation that he can say, well, I cut our climate investment by five billion dollars. Right. Not not even acknowledging the fact that we're still spending forty five billion. I'm not saying it's not important. It is. But when you look at the politics of how he's setting this up, it's it's almost a it's almost a drop in the bucket in terms of of money, right? The, to go from fifty four billion to forty eight billion, there's still ask tons of money that are being spent on this. There are just so many Democrats, and I'm talking about the Ohio Democrats, Pennsylvania Democrats, the Michigan Democrats, that they're socially moderate, but they're fiscally conservative. Not every Democrat wants to just urinate money into the wind. Right. A lot of them do want the House in order. They do want lawmakers who are going to be responsible with money, and this is what he's trying to prove with this. Um, 
he did say that one of the new investments, just in terms of the context of the storms we've seen, chief among the new implements, uh, new investments is uh, $201 million towards protecting California from the impacts of floods. And he says what's top of mind is flood investment. $135 million over the next two years to help suburb, uh, support urban flood risk reduction. $40.6 million towards the risk of levee failures and flooding. And another $25 million specifically backing projects that reduce the risk of flooding in the, uh, in the Central Valley. And nothing in there, as far as I could see, about water recapture. I mean, we're in a position where— Oh, it, yeah, it's completely wasted. Well— it seems like we're having two different conversations about climate change and the impact that it's having on California and the greater Southwest is we're under ridiculous drought. I shouldn't say ridiculous. We are under in ridiculous drought conditions right now, extreme drought conditions in many places. And then we have these ridiculous storms that they tell us are going to get worse and worse and there's going to be more and more rainfall. Well, those two things seem like they would cancel each other out if we had the ability to actually capture and store some of the water that that falls on our great little heads. Instead of having a half-built or a 10% built train in the middle of the state. Oh, 10% is a is That's a very, very generous. generous. My favorite weekend is here. It's wild card weekend. I used to sit my ass at a video poker machine in Vegas all weekend, watch all the games, but actually get to go to one of the wild card games this year when the Chargers take on the Jaguars in Jacksonville on Saturday. You can listen to the game right here, KFI AM 640. Countdown to kickoff starts with Isaac at 3 right here, KFI AM 640. Bolt up, kickoff 515. Again, this one is in Jacksonville. It's going to be unseasonably cold there with oh, temperatures in 60s. the 40s. What? At kickoff. Wow. It's Third crazy. Herbert fires. He's got Allen again at the five. Touchdown! Keenan Allen! His third touchdown of the season. Future Hall of Famer Keenan Allen joins us now on the Gary and Shannon Show. Keenan, thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're coming off a two-touchdown performance there in Denver. You look like you were having a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I'm <laughs> just getting back in the groove with things. How important was it for you guys to get out there and uh, and run their run these plays? Actually, be out on the field. There was some concern that anybody might get hurt, that there might be a problem with that. But I mean, like Shannon said, it looked like you you guys were just out there having fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a game that was still on the schedule. We signed up for seventeen games, and um, you know, it was good for us to get out there, stay in rhythm. And the offense has been you know doing really well these past couple of weeks. So just trying to build on that chemistry. It's a different team when you're out there. You missed a number of games uh, this season, unfortunately, with that uh, with that quad injury. But you and Herbert on on Sunday, I, I saw it described as the connection being like surgical. Uh, how has that relationship progressed? Yeah, um, I just think we're understanding the game together uh, well, and um, you know, coming together with the game plan. He's very comfortable with it, and uh, me just trying to get to the spots that I know he likes. So. Um, I think there's two guys being on the same page. You're on the same page with Chase Daniel, though, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chase got a lot of experience in the game. You know, he played behind Drew Brees, and um, he's definitely been with the offense for for a while, being with uh, Lombardi at, at the Saints as well. So, um, Chase, I mean, Chase is another coach out there that's able to play. So, that's that's no problem to play with Chase. 
We're talking with Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. Um, you guys faced Jacksonville back on week three uh, and, and suffered a loss to them there at SoFi. What do you? I, I know that that was a long time Very ago. We're different talking months teams. ago. Yeah. But but what do you? Is there anything that you remember from from week three that you're taking into Saturday that you're going to be able to use? Uh, that they whooped our ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't even play though, so it's going to be great for you to get out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely different team coming in there. What's the what's the week prep like? I mean, in terms of prepping for a playoff game versus prepping for say, I don't know, week fifteen or something like that. How does it? it, it do you feel it? Is it palpable for people who may be watching practice? Do you have to work harder? Do you have to work at getting the energy and all of that stuff ready to go for a playoff game? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say work harder. Um, I just think you got to do a little bit more. Do a little bit more than what you've been doing. Um, do a little bit more than what you've been doing in uh, the regular season. Um, put that extra time in, preparation, mentally. Um, and, um, you know, just try to go out there and play your same game. Long season. Does it feel longer? I mean, like I said, I know you missed a number of weeks, but uh, it looks like it's taken a toll on guys, just 18 weeks. Oh, absolutely. Um when you play the whole season, don't miss any games. It's definitely going to take a toll on you. But, um, you know, I was fortunate and unfortunate to miss, what, nine, nine weeks. So I feel pretty good right now. I don't feel like I've played a long season at all. Well, you didn't look like it in Denver, Keenan, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do on Saturday night. How do you feel about getting that Saturday late game draw? Yeah, um, I mean, it's solid for us. It's um East Coast game, so it's probably 5.15 on the – on the California time, so it should be solid for us. Um, I think we'll be uh, energized and excited and ready to go. Awesome. All right, Keenan, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. You bet. Keenan Allen there, wide receiver for the Chargers. And again, Saturday, 515 is kickoff, but pregame coverage starts at 3 p.m. here on KFI this weekend for the Chargers-Jaguars playoff, wildcard playoff game. I like his answer to your question. What do you take away from week three when you lost 38 to 10? They, uh, they beat our ass. <laughs> and you know what, though? That does provide momentum going into a game like this. They remember that. Like, I heard Jacksonville, and I, my face did this. It kind of, like, scrunched up. Because there's no way they should have lost that game that badly. But you got to remember, week three was the first week Justin Herbert played with that fractured cartilage. Yeah. He didn't know his limitations. He didn't know what he could and couldn't do. And he just didn't look like himself that entire game. Not to mention they didn't have Keenan. Uh, I don't think they had Bosa or that was the game he got injured. Rashawn, I mean, they were they were depleted. And so uh, now it's revenge time. Yeah. I love a revenge game on Wild Card Weekend. And it was like uh, like Keenan referred to, a 38 to 10 loss. Yeah, is it was the worst game of the season, in my opinion. <sighs> the weird part about the water that has destroyed parts of California in the last couple of days is that we are looking at incredible snowpack numbers right now 226 percent of normal for this time of year um we're probably at about i think april 1st is the end of the snow season and we're already above that in terms of the full year uh two of the largest reservoirs in our state shasta and oroville are still considered below 50 percent of their capacity but those are most often refilled by snow melt so that's a good positive thing going forward is that we expect those reservoirs to be very close to capacity uh, by later in the season. Uh, and to give you an idea, here in su- central California, Lake Kachuma as a reservoir in Santa Barbara County, 
rose 36 feet in just the last few days. George Santos faces calls to resign from Long Island Republican leaders. We'll have all the latest coming up after Deborah's news at the top of the hour when we get into Swamp Watch. I was at a bookstore last night and I saw Jealous. The, I saw the Prince Harry book yeah. on display. I thought it was going to be why I mean why they're going to have a full shelf and you'd see that people had torn through it and and it didn't seem like it was moving. Most people pre-order that online. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But my wife said she saw a display. Someone had taken a picture of a bookstore that displayed share, uh, spare is what it's called with Prince Harry's big dumb face on it. And then it was displayed right next to a book that said how to blow up your family. Yeah. <laughs> but the memoir publisher. But that family says, should have been blown up from what he's saying. <laughs> yes. Their behavior. They're terrible. Uh, the memoirs publisher says that Prince Harry's book is the fastest selling non Fiction book of all time. That's the that's what I'm talking about when I say there's a huge appetite for Royals news. You and I may go, who cares? But a lot of people really, really care. I mean, that's why the tabloids sell out when you put a picture of a royal on the front. But I have a I think and I've decided that part of my problem is people who become celebrities for no reason, for no fault of their own, he was just born into the right family. It's not that he's an extravagant. It's not just him, though. It's it's not fascination with him in particular. It's the entire family, right? And, and I get that part of it, but I but the idea that the Kardashians are another example, yeah. right? It's not because they're particularly talented at anything other than making money. Um, and it was really Kim that kind of got the ball rolling. If you know what I'm saying, well, well it was, it was mom. more Ray J and mom uh, than it was Kim. But don't you want to make your daughter famous with her own sex tape? I would say no. I mean, just generally, that's a, my gut reaction. <laughs> I mean, I goes. I guess you could talk me into it, depending on the no. number of zeros after the no, paycheck. no, not at all. <laughs> uh, discovery of metal bars embedded with uranium at Heathrow has triggered an urgent counterterrorism investigation. Why was this uranium concealed in an airplane shipment? Yeah. Now, to be clear, this is not a. Uh, this is not a rogue nuclear weapon that was found in the belly of an airplane or something that landed in London. This was a, an amount of uranium that was considered extremely small. Scotland Yard said it posed no threat to the public, although I don't know if there was such a, a threat that they would actually say so. Um, the absence of danger was emphasized. Multiple sources have today said that um, – they were concerned, Scotland Yard was concerned about how the uranium was shipped in what they referred to as kilo bars. It raises questions about whether there was an actual deliberate effort to conceal uranium if whoever shipped it knew that the metal was contaminated with uranium. They said it was found by border staff at Heathrow Airport and the uranium was in a package of scrap metal that originally came from Pakistan and it had come to the U.K. on a passenger flight from Oman back at the end of December. It was bound for a business owned by Iranian family with premises in the U.K. The former head of the British Army Chemical Special Weapons Unit says he believed only a trace amounts of uranium had been discovered and that it was unclear what it could have been for. And he said that was the million-dollar question. It says that uh, the public should not be concerned because the system worked, but... 
again, that's the million-dollar question, right? Iran has been enriching uranium to 60% at two sites in the country, but denies any plan to develop a bomb. Uh, believe Iran in one hand and, you know, in the other, because they are not to be trusted. Uh They have been enriching uranium to 60%, as I mentioned. Uh, If they were going to be building a bomb, that would require uranium to be 90% enriched. So the the, uh, Metropolitan Police said, the commander, I want to reassure the public the amount of contaminated material is extremely small. has been assessed by experts as posing no threat to the public. Although our investigation remains ongoing, from our inquiry so far, it does not appear to be linked to any direct threat. As the public would expect, we will continue to follow up all available lines of inquiry to ensure that this is definitely the case. If nothing else, this has got to be the U.K. putting pressure on incoming flights, you know, from, oh, I don't know, Oman, that may have originated in places like, gosh, I don't know, Pakistan. Hey, let's do a quick once-over on that. You guys need a Geiger counter? We have a bunch. If you guys, I'll send them to you if you need them. And just do a quick scan in the belly of the airplane to see if any of those things start spiking uh, uranium uh, uranium numbers on that Geiger counter. Maybe keep an eye out for that sort of thing. So can't be comforting. And if you're the guy on the ground, if you're a member of the border force at Heathrow Airport and you're just scanning rando stuff that comes off the airplane and your Geiger counter starts going crazy, that's got to be a little terrifying. And you got to think, uh, I hope this is a drill. And uh, then when it's not, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Well, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, nor am I a nuclear scientist. You're kind of a doctor. Uh, I believe in our time off, you came back and started using very large words. Oh, that's simply the thesaurus. How much time have you been spending with your thesaurus every night? Do you spend, do you set aside some time, like 20 minutes every night, I'm going to spend some time figuring out new words to use? Should we have a word of the day? It's a smaller paperback. No, because we do it alphabetically and I would just be boring. Why would we do it alphabetically? That's the way I'm going through the book. Ah, what if I just picked a word that you had to use each day? You know? Is that your stomach? It is. And I didn't bring. Well, I do have those uh, Are you cashews. Famished. Oh, very good. <laughs> See, someone didn't settle for hungry, did uh, they? I made my way to the F's. Yes. <laughs> I'm ravenous. Uh, can we talk next hour? We're going to get a swamp watch and talk about a couple of things. Uh, the Maxine, uh, Maxine, the vaccine mandate. Uh, the Biden administration is finally you can't just for the pick military. a word and use it. It has to mean the same thing. Um, but also this kerfuffle about gas stove bans that uh, everybody's talking about banning gas stoves. And they're not going to. First of all, no one wants to ban gas stoves. They're not going to come for your stoves and pull it out of your cold, dead fingers or anything like that. But the idea of it, it's it's ignoring some very basic things about the infrastructure in the United States and how impoverished people cook their food yeah, and, and you also, want to take it away from them. Well, there's a lot of cultures that only use gas stoves. And the fact that you're doing it for the environment, this is like the miniature football during COVID. Right. Like you're just making a rule to make a rule to make it look like you're doing something, but you're not. Instead, you're just really screwing with people. You're just throwing American footballs at people. Miniature yeah. American footballs. Uh-huh. Gary and Shanna will continue right after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.